Hello, I'm Countess Retro. And I'm Jiffer. And together we are... A Couple couple of of Retrogrades. This week we're going to be talking about The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, yes, yes. So we're not going to be focusing on the film, we're just going to be talking about the toys and stuff that's associated with it that have been released ever since. And there is a shitload. And there's absolutely tons. Because the film itself was actually released in the 1990s. Yeah, my era. Yeah, and it's still going strong to this day with lots of toys and Funko Pops and all sorts of other lovely stuff. Yeah. So, as usual, we're just going to start by talking about the toys we had during childhood. So, easy enough. We didn't have any. No, because we were too old. <laughs> yeah, we were too old in, by the 1990s. That, we were only 10 when it came out, but I don't remember it coming out. Mm. No, I don't really recall actually seeing it and thinking I really wanted to watch it. No, me either. No, um, it hasn't really been until the 2000s that I've taken much of an interest, yeah. to be fair. I mean, I've, I discovered it through my children, especially my daughter, who absolutely loves it mm. and you know used to watch it all the time on video. Yeah, and I just discovered it just cause. Yeah, because I don't have kids, so. Yeah. But I've been known, not being funny, to go and see a kids film um, with no kids tagging along. Obviously, for people like you. I mean, obviously, no, no. Obviously, it'd be weird if I did have kids tagging along because they wouldn't (laughs) be my own. But, you know, I went to see SpongeBob SquarePants and stuff. Lots of the pineapple under the sea. Yeah, and I went and bought a ticket and the woman said what seats do you want and I said seats well away from children (laughs) and she just looked at me and said do you realise this is a kids film (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah no I'm joking love anyway back on topic no uh, funkos no toys as kids no no nothing like that but the toys that we have had as adults of this variety I mean I don't have any because you know it's not I'm not a massive fan. I think it's a really, mm. it's a good film, but I'm not really into kids' films. Yeah. I mean, I do have um, a Lego minifigure of Jack, and that's about the extent of my collection of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Yeah. I would like to collect some of the Oogie Boogie Funko Pops because he's my favourite character. He is quite cool. And they do a range of them, which I shall be talking about in a little while, I think, to be fair, because they are absolutely brilliant. They're really, really cool, and they do such a huge range of them. Um, So we move on then, as we haven't got many as adults, is... um. What is the favourite toy that stands out of this variety from the ones that we've actually had in as part of our business? We have had quite a few, haven't we, really? Mm. Uh, Funkos and... um, I don't know if we've had any... We have actually got a figure on at the moment, haven't we? Jack the Pumpkin King. Is that Lego? No, no, no. That's just a a, a Disney store exclusive. An action figure. An action figure. And he's Mm. got all these different interchangeable pumpkin heads. And he's really cool. But Mm. the one I really liked was the Sally doll that we had. That was a Sally plush. Sally plush, yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. And they did two variations of that. Mm -hmm. That was a Disney store exclusive, Mm. I believe. And the first one they brought out was actually nothing like her. Because it had this round face and it looked... 
just absolutely ridiculous. So they then brought out another one and it looked exactly like it. Yeah, so that was really cool. Yeah, so obviously what they did is they brought out the original one, realised the error and then brought out another one. But it's the second one, the one that is more detailed and looks like it, that's worth a bit more. Yeah, and that's fair. the one we had. And I think it's one, mm. probably my favourite because it looks so much like it. And also when you wrapped it, it looked like you were sending a small dead body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wrapped in a bin bag. Um, so, uh, yeah, so what is the um, figures that we've had in of this type that have been, you know, ridiculous or gross or stupid or silly or whatever we think? I don't think we've had anything that we've looked at and gone, this is crap. No, I mean, <laughs> the film itself is weird, isn't it? That's what it's known for. It's well, yeah, yeah. eccentric. So I don't think any of the figures mm. are what you'd call normal. No, we've got a large Jack Skellington at the moment, oh, yeah. haven't we? That just looks a bit too cutesy for my life. Yeah, and, and some of them do. Mm. Um, they do look rather cute, and I think that's not in keeping with the you know, the the kind of atmosphere that the film creates, which obviously is about, you know, Halloween. Yeah, and so, it's macabre. Yeah, so I kind of think that, you know, it would be more pertinent for these figures to be a bit more scary anyway. Yeah, I mean, the original Hasbro ones were quite scary and in keeping, mm. weren't they? Because didn't Oogie Boogie have, like, wasn't he filled with, like, little insects that he could yeah, take out? Yeah, because he's meant to be like a sack, isn't he? Yeah. That's filled with insects. And during the film, the sack becomes unravelled and, um, you know, falls off him and yeah. all these insects are in him and they just all sort of scatter. Yeah. Basically. Scatter. Scatter. Yeah. So that kind of, you know, <laughs> wraps up our usual stuff that we talk about, in a sense, except for what are the best, worst, and the ones we'd like to see made. And I think I could talk for Britain. But also after that, we're just going to talk about someone else's collection, aren't we? Yes. Because they collect a fuck ton. <laughs> yeah, a and whole a, room yeah, full. Yeah, an entire room. So, but we will talk about, to start with, the worst of these toys that we've seen. The one we really hate. I don't think I've seen any that I hate. Mm. I don't know about you. Yeah. The one I think that stands out for me as, as not being very good is a Jack and Sally Funko Pop, which oh. is number 458. And it basically is um, kind of like a diorama thing of them, you know, in the snow and they're holding hands. But the trouble is with this thing is that the whole lot comes loose, doesn't it? So yeah. there's two little gates either end of the diorama and they instantly become unstuck Yeah, from their bearings. And even the Jack and Sally, it's really easy to knock them and for them to come out of where they're standing as well. So you end up with this totally broken, bloody Funko Which bulb. is why you never take them out of the box. Yes. And if you are going to remove them from the box, then please just display them somewhere safe on a high shelf preferably. not on the back of a sofa where it falls down <laughs> then gets squashed mentioning no names yes yeah and then of course when it gets squashed you then leave it on a table for god knows how fucking long without actually fixing it yeah but yeah so in the hope that someone <laughs> countess will repair it yeah you leave it right in front of somebody who will repair it eventually but you know to be fair is kicking against that because it's not my fucking problem anyway <laughs> 
So that is, I think that's the worst from the perspective of the worst that was actually designed and made, you know, because it's not designed, I think, particularly well to last if you're going to remove it from the box. And obviously, as we've already mentioned, there was a Sally plush that was not particularly well made from the perspective that she didn't look like Sally, you know. And if you go online, Google Sally plush, Nightmare Before Christmas, it comes up with loads of them. There's absolutely tons of plush toys made of Sally. And there are ones that look exactly like her, but there's ones that really don't. And I even saw one when I Googled it that looked exactly like a teddy bear just with her face. And it's just so weird. I think that was from, what's that place where you go and make teddy bears? Build-A-Bear. Build-A-Bear. Mm. I think that was a Build-A-Bear one. Yeah, and I mean, I I think Build-A-Bear's all right but a lot of the stuff that gets made look just looks really fucking weird and is a stuff of nightmares they do all sorts in there and they do they? clothes they do little boots they do wheelchairs and crutches they do everything <laughs> <laughs> they oh my it all. god attachable but, penis no they uh, don't, they no, don't no. Do that, no so um the best one that um i've seen is basically the funko pop of oogie boogie and that's number 450. Which one's that? That's the one where he's uh, just made of bugs. Oh, oh yeah. Like but the, like, it reminds me a bit of Candyman. Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of Oogie Boogie Funko mm-hmm. Pops out there. There's absolutely tons. There's the one where he's just bugs. There's Glow in the Darks. There's uh, the one that's part of the train that you can get where he's holding some dice. Artists versions. There's a pink and black and a green and black one. Oogie Boogie with the wheel that he spins during the film yeah. where he's deciding Santa's fate. A bright pink one that's a black light version, which I really don't like the black light ones. I think they just look tacky, but that's just my opinion. And there's also the uh, Funko Soda versions, which are yeah. the tall and thin ones. And obviously, Oogie Boogie's not tall and thin. No, and they do the <laughs> artist impression one as well, which I don't like. This yeah, one. the artist version is, is like I just said, is pink and black or, or green and black. Yeah. And uh, normally they have, you know, like the turtle ones you get, they have pictures of the turtle's faces all over a turtle. Yeah. Well, with this one, there's just loads and loads of, I believe it's Jack Skellington's face all over Oogie Boogie. And it just kind of doesn't look right. No. Really. A bit like the black light, you know, bright pink. It doesn't look right. <laughs> it just doesn't sit well with me, I'm afraid. No, I mean I was when I was doing my research for this episode I was looking at the Funkos and there's been absolutely tons of them made for Nightmare Before Christmas. But the one that's most valuable, I don't know if you saw this Freddy Funko as Jack Skellington mm. and he's glittering he's worth about three grand. It's crazy, isn't it? I've never seen it. No, I've never actually seen that. I mean, I know there's a lot of the Freddy Funkos that they make where it's meant to be something else, and they are worth some money, yeah. admittedly. Um, but I just, I don't know, I've never really taken an interest in the Freddy Funko, Funko Pops, no. to be honest with you, because, I don't know, they just aren't for me, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know how much they interest They even do I'm a afraid. Freddy Funko, I can't even say, Freddy Funko Kurt Cobain. Do they really? They do, yeah. And it's really, really, really rare. And it was brought oh, out of Comic-Con or something. Well, I've never seen that. No, but that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? That'd be interesting to have a look at, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'll we could probably do a whole episode on different Freddy Funkos, but it'd be probably. a bit boring. <laughs> yeah, it'd drag on a bit, wouldn't it? But hold that thought. It's now time for a subliminal message. 
someone's collection yes so let's talk a little bit about the amount of stuff and where it's kept yeah. and whether it's kept safe <clears throat> no um so we'll just talk about that for a bit yes, shall we? this collection belongs to someone who we will call chilio yes um and they are an absolutely huge fan of nightmare before christmas mm-hmm. and every year like most people we watch it on christmas eve it's kind of the law but they've got so many Funkos, soft toys, um, little trinkety things, bags, shoes. Yeah. Um, I particularly like their shoes, their um, Jack Skeleton boots that they've got. Um, aren't they the purple and black yeah, ones with Sally really on cool. as well? Yeah, yeah, they are good. They are pretty good, aren't yeah. they? But this, um, unfortunately, this person who has a lot of Funko Pops and stuff doesn't actually really value Funko Pop boxes very much. No. No. And they do get left on the back of sofas and... And on shelves on where, shelves you where, know, yeah, they get knocked. creatures knock them yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately some of the collection does end up rather squished. Yes. And I know there are boxes and boxes of Funko Pops in their bedroom that they refuse to put anywhere safe. Yeah. <laughs> So, and unfortunately, the room is like a fucking minefield full yeah. of, you know... As you may have guessed, Chilio is a teenager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, Chilio does have rather a messy room anyway. So, basically, you're kind of stepping over stuff all the time, like a, you know, like I said, minefield. And it's very easy, I think. It would be very easy to step on some of this stuff. Yeah. I mean... They have got a shelf up in their bedroom, haven't they, where there is stuff arranged on it, but they are mainly loose Funkos. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the Harry Potter shelf, which is yeah. also another obsession. Yeah, but, but that's um, a separate... Someone's been promising to put up a second shelf for quite some time. Yeah, but someone has also been promising to tidy their room so that someone <laughs> can put up that shelf and that someone doesn't tidy their room. So that anyway, that's a completely separate yeah. issue. But Chilio <laughs> has got this amazing um twelve inch Funko pop of Jack Skellington with zero and he's got like mm. he's got a bone in his hand and I think that's absolutely awesome. And and they've also got uh, one of the Necker Jack Skeleton bobbleheads, which came out before Funkos, I do believe. Right. You know, and whenever she knocks, they knock the table, and next to the the bed, it kind of wobbles its head quite frequently, like it's judging <laughs> me. Um, yeah. But they've got bedspreads, pillows, clothes, blankets, blankets. Yeah. You name it, they've got it. Yeah, they have got an awful lot. Yes. Yes. Um, but I think it's just such a collectible thing, isn't it? For, if, mm. if you're into that kind of thing, which obviously yeah. they are, you can collect anything. And what I find amusing is that obviously years ago, back in the 90s, it was the sort of film that was shown around Christmas, usually during the day. So, you know, we would sit and watch it during the day. However, it kind of, I don't know, when we got into like the 2000s and all of a sudden the attitude towards it changed. 
Because although it is a PG, so it is, you know, made targeting kids because it's a kid's cartoon. Basically... Uh, stop motion. All right, stop motion, whatever. But then it kind of got to the point where it was being shown after nine o'clock. And I suppose maybe, you know, with the... Uh, well, maybe with this whole thing of, like, you know, being sort of a lot sort of tiptoey around children, basically... It then became like, this is too scary. Let's stick it on after nine. Yeah. Like, to be fair, though, it is quite, you know, morbid and stuff. Yeah, but I found Coraline way I more love morbid. Coraline. And I, what I don't like about that is the dead kids in the cupboard. <laughs> I fucking hate that bit. And my sister, who was a lot younger than me, I hasten to add, was once watching it. And I stood there watching this bit with the dead, dead kids that Coraline finds in the cupboard. And I turned to um, my mum and just said, are you letting her watch this? And my mum said, oh, she likes it. She really loves this film. I said, yeah, but there's dead kids in a fucking cupboard. There's also the other mother with the buttons on her eyes that's really freaky. Yeah. and Yeah, but it's a kid's film. It is a kid's film, but dead kids in a cupboard. Well, there's dead stuff in Nightmare Before Christmas. There is dead stuff, but they're not dead kids. They kidnap Santa, that's like... Fucking... No, 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 no. I mean, I'm not going to be swayed on this one because (laughs) I do honestly think that dead kids in a cupboard is a bit much. However, we're not talking about Coraline. We're talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. Which kind of nicely moves us into a question... And it's not a question we've had on Twitter. It's my question oh, this okay. week. So my question is, what do we like the most about Nightmare Before Christmas, as in the film? What is it that um, stands out? For me, I think it is just literally the fact that it is a lovely love story that kind of, you know, <laughs> all right, but a nice love story that goes throughout the film between Jack and Sally. But you also get all these weird characters. You get a bit of singing, so there's a little bit, you know. This is Halloween. Yeah, a few little songs thrown in as well, so you can sing along to it. It just has lots of different elements that I think make it appealing. And for me, it's the. I think it's the fact, the reason I like it, I don't like kids' films as a rule, but the reason I like it is because it is aimed kind of more towards older children slash adults as well, with all the kind of grotesque stuff and the, Easter eggs that you can see, like the two-headed woman in the background, and that, and you know, it's mm. all it's all quite creepy, and that's what I like. It's not really like usual Disney films where it's all sweet and everyone loves each other, and you know, get married to a prince after meeting them for a day. Yes, yeah. it's somewhat different, and I really like that. And it is a bit dark. As it's well. dark. I've got a very dark sense yeah. of humour, and I think because it's dark, it appeals to a range of people. Yeah. It's not just kids it's not just kind of like the despicable me's of this world i fucking hate that film by the way (laughs) where it is just aimed at kids and i remember once going to see i think it was despicable me too and all the best bits of the film were actually in the trailer so i could have saved myself a lot of time but films like that that? i have no fucking clue i think i went with someone who wanted to see it oh but um you know films like that they're just totally aimed at kids and yeah. i know people go crazy for minions and stuff like that but a lot of people need to grow up you know nightmare before christmas it just targets everybody yeah <laughs> people who like musicals people who like dark humor people who like stop horror motion. people who like stop motion kids who just want to see you know a sort of you know kids film and 
Yeah. There's, lo- there's loads of aspects of it that appeals to a lot of yeah. people. And I think that's why. I just had a thought. Go on. Going back to what we said earlier about toys we'd like to see made. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be absolutely awesome? You know the McFarlane figures they do, the movie maniacs? Yeah. Wouldn't it be amazing if they made a really grotesque adult version of the characters? Yes, it would. That's what, it would that, be amazing. That's what we want. I think it honestly would be. I think that I would definitely buy a really fucked up Oogie Boogie. You could kind of like make it very sort of Silent Hillish, yeah, couldn't you? Yeah, definitely. And make it really uber scary so that adult collectors have something that they can buy yeah. and it's not, you know, kiddified. It is proper like adult stuff. And it could be really gory, couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could make that really fucked up, couldn't you? Yeah. That's what, that's yeah. what we need. I, we definitely need that. So if anybody from McFarlane or any other toy companies... Todd McFarlane, if you're listening. Yeah. If anybody is listening, like, you know, from these companies, just make them because I think they'd be absolutely brilliant and yeah. people would collect them. And the market for Night Befet, Nightmare Before Christmas stuff is so saturated with the same mm. kind of stuff. Yeah. That'd be something different and I reckon it'd be a big seller. Yeah. But because we've had the idea, you'd have to give us a, you know... <laughs> yeah, give us a bit of a cut of that, I think, to be well, honest. I was going to say, just give us all the figures for free. Yeah, well, not all of them. Not every single one. <laughs> one of each. Yeah, no, two of each. Two of each. So we've got some each. Us, yeah. yeah. So, yes, anyway, that is the end of our Nightmare Before Christmas episode. And, um, you know, hope you enjoyed it and our insane ramblings, etc. But next week we're going to be talking about excess toy accessories in general, just and that is my so domain. Missile projectors yeah. and swords and etc. etc. Et lightsabers etc. If it's small and plastic, we'll be talking about <laughs> within reason. <laughs> so yeah, join us next week if you're interested in that kind of thing, toy accessories. You want to know a bit more about them, or you want to just hear me ramble on about the shit that I've had. That is absolutely fine. <laughs> Not literally the shit that she's had. <laughs> That's a different episode. That is a completely different podcast, you know, <laughs> that I may do in the future. It might be sort of a Gillian McKeith type podcast. Live pod streaming your poo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so come back next week. Yeah, and please. We'll be talking about accessories. Yes. And not shit. Yeah, so for now, all the links to our stuff, social media, whatnot, are at the end of the episode yes. following this bit. So we shall uh, see you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. Question or a suggestion for a topic? We're at Instagram, which is Retrograde Toys and Collectibles. Twitter, which is Retrograde underscore TC. There's also our eBay shop, Retrograde Toys and Collectibles. So from me and Jiffer, it is goodbye until the next episode.